0: This podcast is brought to you by You're the Best, a celebration of friendship, a collection of essays by the Satellite Sisters celebrating the power of female friendships in our lives. This holiday season, skip the scented candle or the bottle of wine. Tell your BFF, she's the best, with a copy of You're the Best by the Satellite Sisters, available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. This is our recap of the CBS drama Madam Secretary. This week, it's season three, episode eight, Breakout Capacity. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. My sister, Julie Dolan, is in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, it was election day on Madam Secretary.
1: I I started moaning as soon as I saw it was election night, Leanne. I wanted to go hide in a bunker. Actually, I wanted to go into the Situation Room. I thought maybe maybe that would be a safe place to be on election night.
0: I know they started talking about like Ohio and Electoral College or Electoral College, however you say it, and it doesn't. It was like no, and then the sweat started, and it really isn't any
1: better fictionalized, is it, Julie? <laughs> no, it isn't, and it's always Ohio, right? It's always oh, I know. I know.
0: This makes me crazy. It's never California. And
1: it's apparently never Texas. It's always Ohio.
0: Yeah. All right. So we had three storylines happening this week. We'll break them down. The first one was diplomatic crisis on election day. Because you know what, Julie? Bess McCord never stops working. It doesn't matter that she's on the ballot. Oh, no. She's going to town uh, as the Russian-Iran Uh, U.S. nuclear deal falls apart. So we got that storyline. Then we have the staff on election day. Uh, Apparently it's the one day in D.C. where everyone goes crazy, drinks too much, sing show tunes, and then makes some really poor choices based upon just being socially awkward nerds. (laughs) I mean... That I, I think that,
1: I think there might be a lot of truth in that fiction, Leon. So uh, yes, that was a, that was a very interesting development. Of course, I'm always happy to see the staff characters on this show, and I just love it when I heard there was going to be a piano bar. Very exciting. I'll bring my songbook. And then on the home
0: front, this was a good story. Jason, the youngest son, who's the rebel, you know, questions authority, reads stuff on the internet, and then spits it back like it's the truth, he goes oppo. He starts wearing um, the, the T-shirt and supporting one of the candidates running against uh, President Dalton. Yeah, Dalton. yeah
1: he's, he's supporting sort of the Bernie Sanders-style uh, candidate uh, in this election. And isn't that what every teenager wants to do, is just humiliate and or aggravate their parents at all times, right?
0: There was a lot of truth to this storyline. I'm sure many, many parents out there could relate to this, particularly in this election year when you just want to throttle your teenager. (laughs) But, But then you want to support their ideas, too. All right, let's break it down one by one. Okay, the diplomatic crisis... Julie, it's election day and if you don't recall or maybe you just don't even watch the show, you just listen to the recaps because believe it or not, that happens and we are happy to have you here at the Satellite Sisters Talk TV recap of Madam Secretary. Uh, There are three candidates running for president. There's, you know, the blue candidate, the red candidate and then there's President Dalton who is running as an independent and there's a lot of talk at the beginning of the show about what if they tie the Electoral College and what about Ohio and this and that and runoff is likely in this scenario so the best the team seems to be hoping for is that president dalton doesn't lose that at least he gets into a runoff i still find the mechanics of this a little confusing
1: (laughs) you i don't (laughs) know i have we have to go back and we have to really uh review the constitutionally and to see what the protocol is for this but yes i mean that's this that i guess it's technically possible you'd have a third can- party candidate and it's technically possible there could be some three-way tie or whatever I don't know Leon, but just I it that, just
0: that no one seems that concerned like is Russell running the the re-election for, with that like
1: tiny tiny whiteboard in his office that ha- <laughs> it looks it looked like a failed science project you know board you know that you know I get those <laughs> three-way boards you have to buy for your kid's science project. Yeah, I mean, this looked like he, it wouldn't, he wouldn't even receive a passing grade on this little sort of felt board that had all the states in the, you know, again, because we're having just gone through the election, we're kind of sick of this, you know, yeah. the you know swing states, the, you know, the ones that are solidly in the red column, solidly in the blue column, but that's what he's, do, he's doing. He's counting votes and that is what politicians do. Lynn. On, on, like, Post-its, on like-
0: like note cards. I mean, it's there's not even a twenty-something with a computer screen in front of them moving stuff around. Nope. Like, I mean, nope. if John King can do it, I, can't Russell get one of those? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and then Russell gives like a really uninspiring speech. I don't know. Who is best technically on the ballot as the VP because she doesn't again seem all that concerned. I mean, no, she, goes, she doesn't. Yeah. I
1: forgot that land. That yes, she apparently is the official running mate. Right. I mean, there was some discussion of Henry's tie because uh, maybe it wasn't appropriate for the spouse of the soon-to-be vice president that it wasn't, I don't know, his black tie wasn't wasn't the right color. He was supposed to wear blue. But yes, she doesn't seem concerned with that. She has more important things on her day job, namely the Russians and the Iranians, which is a very dreary uh, combo, isn't yeah. it, <laughs> It is. It's just like, oh, here we go again. No, they just, you know, you know, those are you just cannot trust them. They've made this great policy deal. It was supposed to really help out the situation between between the U.S., Russia and and Iran. And of course, those other two parties are not living up to their end of the bargain at all.
0: Yeah. So they get some intel from that guy who works in the basement who seems to know everything. The basement of the State Department. Who seems to know everything about nuclear? He helped out Jay the last time there was stolen nukes, loose nukes in Russia, the Ukraine. That oh, some stuff is on the move. The Iranian, the Russians are transporting some stuff to Iran. It could be centrifuges. Is that how you say that word? Yes, or is that... centrifuges. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought that's either a ice skating term or it's a nuclear power <laughs> term. I can't remember.
1: It's that. The Russians are quite good at ice skating. They are. It's possible that they were exporting, you know, ice skating talent uh, to the Iranians because they're nowhere to be seen at the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um,
0: so, uh, and and so Bess is on it. They, they figure it out like instantaneously, Bess, Jay, guy from the basement, they, they've got sources, you know, Bess recognizes the name of some obscure Iranian banker on a list of suspects that she remembered from her CIA days and, oh, he's only going to show up if it's a really big deal. And okay, so now we have to stop the ship in international waters on election day with their poll numbers plummeting. So yeah. and it's a real test of Dalton's, you know, foreign policy and it's all Bess's fault if it goes wrong and Dalton's going to take all the credit if it goes right. So
1: right. um is that is that fair enough to say? Yes. Which so I mean that creates quite a dramatic moment. You have to admit. That you know that they're going to stop this sh- uh this ship, they're going to search the ship and Typically on TV shows, when they when you have any kind of group, like, you know, the government or the FBI are going to search containers, the stuff is never in the containers, is right. it, Liam? No, no. It's no. never there, no. So, but lo and behold, the centrifuges were in the containers on this ship bound for Iran.
0: And we know this because... If you're in the U.S. government, you can get cameras everywhere. It doesn't matter. You are watching it like it's unfolding on Netflix. And they've got everyone in the situation, all those generals that never speak, and they've got Bess, and they're watching it unfold, and they're the centrifuges. And uh, so now there's some tense negotiating because now the Russians are embarrassed that they were doing this arms deal. So they have to – Bess has to agree to save face – to allow the Russians to act like they were in on stopping the ship, as opposed to the actual perpetrators of the tr- crime, even though it's supposed to be some rogue Russians that did it. And is Iran going to allow the blue helmets, the the UN peacekeepers, the inspectors in to do the to do the inspections? Well, Julie, do they?
1: Well, Leon, I don't know. Another tense moment there. Whether it's going to go through, but yes, indeed, uh, they they are allowed to do their inspections.
0: So, all in all, it was. A very compelling election day if you were those few people <laughs> in the situation. Right? I, I, but the I know. That
1: seemed is- That seemed good. I mean, I, I just, I also thought that the Russian, uh, was he the Russian ambassador? Yeah. He was quite thuggish looking for the ambassador, didn't you? <laughs> didn't you think? And I couldn't figure out why Bess and the Russian ambassador had to meet in the church. That I guess just because it was the most unlikely place that those two would, would show up. But they were doing something. Was
0: like all day. Aren't they turning on the TV for some election results? Like, (laughs) nope. At one point, Russell's like, "Okay, uh, okay, it's time now." And I thought he meant, "Oh, finally, it's time to turn on the TV because you're running for president and and you may lose it today." But no, Russell meant, "It's time to go to the situation room." I mean, I, I didn't understand that. Like, no one seemed to be watching TV all day. No, <laughs> no.
1: Like, apparently, they didn't care about those exit polls. But as we now know, they're, they they cannot be trusted yeah. anyway. So there there you go.
0: <laughs> so it looks like uh, he he's through to the to, – so now – so the election results came in. He didn't quite win enough to win the presidency, but now the Congress is going to pick the president. And presumably that's when the show, I think we have one more new episode before the holidays, and then the show will come back in January and we'll have that dramatic, tense face-off. And so all throughout the show, Dalton was also calling um, calling members of Congress to win their support. And- yeah,
1: essentially giving away favors, government yes. favors yeah. to, to people. <laughs> sure, you want a water park? Yeah, you can have that. Sure, you want a bridge? <laughs> (laughs) whatever. I mean, he was, he was willing to do anything.
0: So, so stay tuned for whether he's actually going to be the president. Uh, but in the meantime, he seemed to have shored up that access of evil with Iran, Russia, and the U There, operating and saving the world from nuclear power, nuclear arms. Okay. In the second storyline, the staff just goes crazy on election day. I mean,
1: Well, yeah, apparently they're not that concerned about the Iranian nuclear crisis, Leanne. Okay, so they're, they're just off to the piano bar, which as soon as I heard that Blake was going to be bringing his songbook, and they were going to be doing a lot of drinking, I knew that was going to be a fun episode.
0: Now, uh, I, I do follow the, car- the actor that plays Blake on Twitter, and so he was live tweeting the event. And he said, we're singing. Just want you to know you're going to be very happy. You know, people who want us to sing, there's going to be singing. Me and Patina are going to be singing. So that was very exciting. Uh, and, of
1: course, he sang the song, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, uh, the Frankie Valli song, and he was in the Jersey boys movie. Yeah. Now he didn't, so it was all very good. That was, was very really... cozy.
0: Eric, Eric yes. Bergen is the, the actor's name. So, uh, so that was exciting that they went to this bar, but then the first time we have Daisy break up with her boyfriend, Oliver, who's the only tech guy at the white house. So I don't know what the white house is going to do now. <laughs> he does all the tech work there. Everything, everything from high level hacking to fixing Henry's computer. So I don't know what's going to happen at the white house. That whole, their whole tech situation is gonna fall apart. Oliver takes a private sector job and and sort of invites Daisy along, but she doesn't want to move to California. She likes the day to day interaction. And it did strike me, even that conversation, I was like,
1: wouldn't you wait till after election day to make that discussion? <laughs> right? <laughs> Apparently not, Leanne. Because we don't live in DC, so we yeah. don't know this. But I guess this is what politicos do. All, okay. Everything happens on election day.
0: <laughs> okay. And then uh, Matt finding out that Daisy is broken up with Oliver, the tech guy, he sees he sees an entree and Daisy's very flirty with him at the bar.
1: Like, Right. There was a window of opportunity. Then they really started drinking way too much. Uh, but that was not what Daisy had in mind. No, because Daisy's old boyfriend showed up
0: uh, when the guy who drives the Porsche and his license yeah. plate is Winsome or Winsome. I... <laughs> I was like, is it Winsome or Winsome? <laughs> um, you know, it could go either way, really. And he shows up and he's adorable and he's not drunk like Matt is. And Daisy leaves with because him. Because
1: he, he's the major spoke. He's working as a pot lobbyist, Liam. Isn't that his new job? Yes, that's right, Julie. That's right. And
0: then we have uh, Mike B., everybody's favorite K Street lobbyist, shows up. He's Winsome's friend. And um, and he goes right for uh, right for
1: Nadine.
0: I mean, what was yes. that?
1: <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. No, because they obviously know each other, and maybe there's some previous history there. We don't know, but they got they got cozy all all, all very quickly. Yeah, Nadine even
0: did like some sashaying around the bar, and I mean. <laughs> She was sashaying in and out, and the next morning, they're all hungover, and they wake up with all different people, and now they got to go to the office, and they're – I thought it was unprofessional to be passing the Pedialyte at the – I mean, they should the have just gotten the vitamin water,
1: right? I mean, Pedialyte, that's a clear signal. That, yeah, and they all look very hungover. Yes, yeah. they did not look ready to solve the next crisis that was obviously coming to the State Department.
0: I have to say, if I was Nadine, I would have gone out to dinner with Mike B. I, I don't know what she was hesitating for. He seems like yeah, an interesting uh-huh. guy.
1: I, I don't know. Again, I think there's more to the story there. Maybe we'll see some of that uh, relationship develop. The dog certainly likes Nadine. So,
0: <laughs> okay. So it was just they left, they left Madam Secretary just hanging there with the guy from the basement and Jay. They went off, got drunk sang a lot of songs, slept with people. They're going to have regrets, but they may or may not be fired in January. So that's what we know about our State Department people. And then finally, on the home front, we have Jason, the rebel son, who decides to support the Bernie Sanders-like candidate. And uh, he gets an earful from Henry. And I I like... I like these. Henry's had a couple of good monologues the last couple of weeks. He's really yeah. had some nice moments where he's got, even though they haven't been, he hasn't dominated the storyline. He's really had a couple of nice moments. And there's one where he basically tells Jason the, as my mother would have said, uh smart mouth, the smart mouth. <laughs> That's she did. She, she called a number of us smart mouth. Yes. Didn't she? Yes. Yeah. Jason, the smart mouth. Um, <laughs> who goes on, of course, Facebook supporting the opposition candidate, and then Henry quizzes him on certain policies that he has, particularly like, "Hey, what about nuclear arms? What do you think about that?" Blah 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 blah. Henry just he digs the hole, and Jason falls straight in because basically I, the kid knows nothing but the rhetoric. But free right. college, <laughs> free college. I mean, how can you be against that, Land? <laughs> yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. So uh, so Henry has this moment where he says to Jason, you know, you're gifted. You have a real gift. You, you understand ideas and you know how to use language. So you really have to use it carefully. And when you support someone, you have to be all in. When you find something you believe in, you have to learn everything you can about it. And then you can talk about it. But until then, keep your mouth shut and take that T-shirt off.
1: <laughs> Smart mouth.
0: Smart mouth. <laughs>
1: I just love that. (laughs) Yeah. And he took him to some abandoned section of the city too, which, uh, it, which it was, it was meaningful. So, but I mean, and you know, it would, it, it would be nice if you really could have those kind of conversations with your teenage children. So (laughs) I had mainly screaming matches, (laughs) but I understand other families uh, run differently. Yeah. Well, you had a couple of smart mouth teenage kids, (laughs) I
0: guess. I had you (laughs) too, Leanne. Yeah. I mean, I had some conversations this week about the political process over the Thanksgiving weekend. And what's scary is, like, they do start to educate themselves. And then, you know, you're sunk. You know, Jason yeah. at 16, he was just touting sort of the slogans. He hadn't actually done the work. But by the time they get to college and they're 18, 19, 20, then, then you're in deep. But, uh, you know, the educate yourself and stop talking, that's a good line. So... I liked it. I liked it. Um, uh, So that was this week, Election Day. You know, we're heading towards January, and we're going to see how that happens. And I think we're going to see more of Mike B. and Nadine. I think you're right about that, Julie. And uh, Henry, no Black Dog Station this week. He just stayed home and, and was the good dad. So that was good to know. Um, binders full of blouses. We had two spectacular pleated white blouses this year.
1: I moment. know. I, Leanne, I think every woman in America should get one of those blouses because I think it can work for everyone you in do, different even ways. On,
0: even on the large, the well-endowed? Yes,
1: I, I think that's – <laughs> yes, yes, I do, Leanne. I think it's such a pretty – strong uh it's, it's the combination of being both pretty and strong that i like about it so okay. uh so i think every woman uh needs that so i personally want that blue coat that blue winter coat she had on yeah. uh, in the opening scene that was uh, again it was a spectacular co- uh, color i'm going to do some research on it i think it's out of my price range but, <laughs> but i loved it i loved it Liam. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, the two other things that stood out were the earrings this weekend uh, on this week's es- um, episode, Leon. I mean, she had some little, uh, sort of white goldy bobble things, which oh, I thought yes. make I thought would make a nice holiday gift for you. Yes, uh, I'll
0: take those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you can find those, I'll
1: totally take them. Yeah. Again, I think they may be out of our price range, yeah. but uh, they were very, very nice. And again, another a little, a little like a green Julie thing that was that was very attractive. Yes,
0: yeah, the accessories very strong, very strong. Anything else about the show? Anything else stand out for you? This no, other. Than,
1: uh, my final comment is that I just think as we go towards the midterm elections and media coverage. That all the major networks should really invest in a piano bar. Yeah. They get rid of, get rid of the interactive, uh, map of the United States because those, those really don't work as we've found out. And just go to it with a piano bar. And as the election results come in, that you could just have some Broadway stars yeah. singing some tunes. That could really help to bring the country together. Win or lose. If you heard some good Broadway uh, tunes, you might feel better about the evening, right? Da, 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 da. I won't sing. Yeah, no,
0: it was great. Just singing those punny political lyrics to oh, When the Saints Come arching In. It was great. It was great. All right, I was happy to see it. Uh, next week, Madam Secretary is not on. They're showing NCIS, so you're on your own there.
1: And there, I mean, there's no singing on that show, so don't so how
0: many don't. Dead, how many dead Marines could there be? I just, like, I, don't, I don't understand, really.
1: Leon, it's a fine show. It's a fine show. They come up with solutions every week. That's what people want, Leanne, solutions. Okay. Okay. All right. But we'll be back with one last recap before the holiday
0: season. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can listen to our regular podcast. And we're happy that some of you have moved over every week on the Satellite Sisters Facebook page. People comment, I started listening to your TV recaps. Now I listen to the regular Satellite Sisters show. Great to have found you. We're glad to have found you too. So it's wonderful to have you. You can find our new shows posted every Tuesday at SatelliteSisters.com. Julie, you could not make a regular Satellite Sisters recording today because you were at a s- summit. On I was
1: at a summit. I was on North Korea, Leon. It was a fascinating summit that was hosted at the uh, Bush Presidential Library here in Dallas, Texas, and uh, really some exciting stuff that I'm going to be talking about on our next podcast. And here's the thing about North Korea, that we all, you know, that there's a lot of bipartisan consensus in the U.S. that more needs to be done to really help this human rights crisis that's going on there. So uh, some good news coming out of the conference.
0: All right. That's on next week's Satellite Sisters. But don't worry, on this week's Satellite Sisters, we have stuff like the new lip trend for the holiday season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it used to be a beauty don't, but now it's a beauty do. You're going to want to listen. Uh, Liz talks about what vitamins we really do need. Thanks to Jane Brody of the New York times and Julie, I have breaking news from the opera world. So those are the things we cover on this week's satellite sisters. And then we're also going to be recapping the season finale of pull dark. So you can find all of that at iTunes or at SatelliteSisters.com. sisters.com. have a great week.
1: You too, Leon.
0: And don't forget, call your satellite sister.